Welcome to Be Brave at Work, a podcast devoted to helping you take the next step in your workplace. Each week, we'll be talking with real people with real stories about things they have not said or done or have said or done in their workplace that required bravery. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. This is Ed Everts, and I'm the founder and president of Excellius Leadership Development. Welcome to Be Brave at Work, a podcast devoted to helping you take the next step in your workplace. I hope you'll listen to our past podcast conversations, and if you'd like to hear past episodes, go to BeBraveAtWork.com, subscribe to our podcasts, and learn some valuable lessons about bravery at work. My new book, Drive Your Career, Nine High-Impact Ways to Take Responsibility for Your Success, is now available in paperback, on Kindle, and in audio at Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and any online book retailer you prefer. Check out Drive Your Career today. Our podcast today is sponsored by Cabot Risk Strategies. Based in Woburn, Massachusetts, Cabot Risk Strategies has created innovative and customized insurance strategies for individuals and families, businesses, nonprofits, commercial real estate, and public entities. Cabot's client base continues to expand both within the region and within the markets they serve. And if you are looking for customized insurance services and solutions, contact Cabot at 800-222-5963 or visit them for more information at cabotrisk.com. I'm really excited to introduce our guest today on Be Brave at Work. Shane Foss built himself into the business leader and innovator he is today through more than 20 years of tenure as an executive in the medical industry, placed in notable leadership roles such as the Chief Commercial Officer of ProNerve, the Chief Financial Officer of Employer Direct Healthcare, and partner at Castle Development Group, Shane worked to negotiate complex multi-million dollar contract, work in device sales management, create business strategies, and optimize P&L before starting his own business targeting affordable health care at a company called Hooray Health. At Hooray, Foss and his team focus on offering peace of mind to lower income families and individuals who face medical challenges while also providing business owners with an affordable way to reward and retain employees. And we are thrilled to have you as a guest on Be Brave at Work today, Shane. Thank you for joining us. Well, thanks, Adam. I'm glad to be here. So I gave kind of an overview of your background, and I know our listeners love to hear from our guests themselves. So if you could give us an update on how you and your organization are currently interacting in the marketplace. Yeah. So Hooray Health is a real novel idea in the sense that we're looking, really providing affordable access to health care for hourly employees, uh, people that can afford health insurance. There's still a large population that are uninsured in the United States today. And I would actually argue that there's even a larger population because people are functionally uninsured. If they have a $3,000 deductible and $400 in the bank account, they're still not seeking the care that they want. And so Hooray Health has positioned themselves in a, a really unique place in the sense that we're an affordable first dollar coverage for people that just need to go see the doctor and uh, get the care that they need or take their children in. And so we're, we're working with uh, large corporations, mid-sized corporations, and even small corporations through other entities. So yeah, we're really excited to be successful in the marketplace and looking forward to many more years. Well, as a former human resource leader, I have a lot of questions, but we won't necessarily oh, yeah. go there. But I, I'm just curious. So is Hooray Health an option that I would have at an employer? Is this something where I have all these choices and yep. I can choose Hooray Health? Yes, absolutely. So where we sit is you have a major medical option, whether it's PPO or high deductible, we could su- serve as a supplement there. Other options, you know, when we're looking at certain groups like hospitality, we're 
today they have 15% participation in major medical because they can't afford it. So we would look at, we would be the standalone option there. And so we would provide the ACA compliance from a part A standpoint where we'd offer all the preventative, but then we'd off, offer all the medical care options as well. But, you know, we, we have technology behind it. We have, you know, our mobile app, we have our own provider network, $25 copay, no balance bill. So we, we've done a lot to alleviate the angst of going to a, uh, a provider, especially, I mean, the data that just came out, 52% of Americans actually have a medical, outstanding medical bill right now of 4,000 or more. So that's a big issue. And so we're trying to address that and we're pragmatic about it. We know we're not major medical and we don't want to be major medical, but there's a huge need that needs to get served. So that's why we're here. Great. Well, it sounds like an interesting choice for individuals and you're available across the U.S., mm -hmm. I presume, or is it more regional? No, no, across the United States. So it's a, it's a really good, it's a really good solution for, you know, employers that don't, you know, they, they can't pay a hundred percent and of a, you know, a $500 deductible for their, for their employees. And, you know, the reality is where we're at today is especially with inflation, you know, we continue to be more and more important in the marketplace today because it's just, it's just gotten so unaffordable that the average person is priced out of healthcare, which is really sad because, you know, we, you know, you as an HR professional, you know, what that does is that leads to other issues of health down the way. And, you know, we, we continue to look at how do we add more and more benefits every year to prevent that. So. Right. Well, my cynical HR side would tell you that most people don't think about their benefits until they need them. Absolutely. So they, you know, they pay something every month and if they never use it, great. But then suddenly they have a medical issue and now it becomes the most important aspect of their life. So yep. I, I hope this is a great opportunity for folks. And I look at your background and you have a fantastic background in getting an MBA from Rice University. You also served in the United States Air Force. So thank you so much for your service. And you know now you are a business founder, business owner. And you know, I'm curious as you think back on your life, Shane, and I'm sure our audience is interested to hear, you know, where did bravery play a role or did it play a role? So as you were getting your MBA, was that something that required bravery in order to do, or was it an easy choice and you just went ahead and did it when you joined the Air Force with that post-MBA or pre-MBA? And you know, how long did you do that for? And as you started to think about opening your own business, which of course requires all sorts of reflection and uh, risk analysis, et cetera, you know, I'm just curious where bravery played a role there. So that was a very big question. Yeah. So maybe going back to your military service and starting there. So I joined the Air Force during De Desert Storm. And there was, you know, so bravery. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think, I think one of the things when you, you know, you can look at bravery as a couple of different things. I think that, you know, bravery is in, I stood up for somebody, whether it's at work or in another situation, I think bravery just to take the first step to get out of your comfort zone is a, a really big, a really big step. And so when I joined the air force, I had, uh, I had, I had a really good job opportunity in where my hometown in Duluth and, and I kind of really reflected and said, you know, this is not what I want long-term in my life. I need to make a change. And, and so I put myself out of my comfort zone and was very brave and joining the air force at the time. And, you know, it was the, you know, the best thing I ever did. And I think that in every step of the way, when you look at, you know, the hours I worked when I was at striker and I got my MBA, you know, that was, that was a challenge. My wife was a resident in medical school, or I mean, excuse me, in 
was a resident now out of medical school, excuse me, for anesthesia. You know, we had two kids, we were working all the time. And so, you know, it definitely takes bravery because a lot of people don't do it, right? 99% of us, they'll they'll just keep the, the comfort, comfortable, you know, uh, life and, you know, they're making good money. You know, why do I really need to rock the boat? Why do I need to put myself in this situation? And so I think that's, I think bravery is, if I look back in my career, every job move, every promotion, you know, you're always putting yourself in an uncomfortable situation and you need to, you need to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And when, when I started Hooray, you know, I, I had numerous people ask me, what on earth are you doing? Right. This is, you know, you're, you know, uh, your cynical HR self, right. You're like, okay, is this really going to be good for my people? And, and I think when you put yourself out there, you've got to be brave, you got to be confident, but you also have to have a moral compass that's guiding you in the sense that I know for our company in particular, we are, you know, we started off with limited benefits and hundred dollars a month. We're now at $50 a month with twice the benefits. And every year we, what we do is we try to get better. And what we, and as long as our ultimate goal is to offer the best product for that person and be honest about it, I think that, you know, that's, you know, that's even brave in itself, right? Even just trying to, trying to be different than the competition in the sense that everybody's constantly trying to force you down this one avenue that, by the way, we just got our own renewal at $630 a month for an employee only for a $3,000 deductible plan. It's as a small business owner, it's just not affordable. And so you've got to continually innovate and look for new things. But again, it's having the having the difficult conversation with your broker, with your people saying, look, this is this is what's driving this activity is driving this increase. So we need to look at things differently and having that conversation. So when you're open and honest and you and you have the difficult conversations and you're very direct, and I mean direct in a positive way, not in a negative way, that's brave. You know, a lot of people don't have that that confidence, that ability to, you know, that's where you start getting politics and you start getting, you know, the people, you know, talking behind people's backs and trying to get, have ulterior motives. You know, if you're, if you're really focused on the end result as a team, you know, you can, and you're, as a leader, you're able to take the criticism, you're, you're open and honest and listening to other people's opinions. I think that, I think, you know, you've got to be brave to do that because a lot of people will not you know, listen to the bad things that are going on in their organization. They want to be blind to it. Well, I think one of the things that you mentioned that I'd love to talk for a couple of minutes about is I think this reality, and this is something that I think our listeners can relate to, that most times, not always, but I would say 90% of the time, bravery is uncomfortable, oh, right? There's absolutely. no easy bravery or, you know, there's no magic solution I can provide or you can provide or that anyone can provide that makes bravery something easy to do because if right. it was, of course, we would all do it all of the time. So I think by definition, bravery is something that is uncomfortable to do, yet it shouldn't be an obstacle, right? You shouldn't say, well, I'm uncomfortable doing this. I'm not going to do it, right? You know, when you think back on some of the tough decisions you had to make or things that might have made you uncomfortable, is, is that what you experienced? Did you experience kind of an innate discomfort, but still move forward? Some famous author, I can't remember who it was, it might be Robert Frost, said the best way to something is through something, right? You have to go through it to get to the other side. You can't go around it. You can't avoid it. 
but you have to go through it. And I'm just curious, you know, as you reflect back on some of the decisions you've had to make as a business owner in the military or, you know, schooling with kids and family, was it uncomfortable? Yeah, absolutely. You know, when you look at, I, I think probably one of the the most uncomfortable decisions I've had to make since I was started Hooray Health was we had a sales leader that was an industry expert. You know, he was very well connected in the industry, but he just wasn't getting it done. And, and really, you know, this is your industry expert. And now I'm about to let him go. And, you know, putting together the packet, putting together, you know, all of the stuff, supporting it, making sure, you know, putting them on a perform performance improvement plan and communicating that and following up on that, you know, making sure that we did everything right, still ended up, you know, the day of the conversation was, I'll never forget this. My CFO was sitting next to me and he was a little younger and he had never done anything like this. And his eyes were as big as plates, right? And, you know, you're having this conversation and he was really surprised at how direct I was and very, you know, and it was, look, stick to the facts. It is what it is and you've got to go for it. But, you know, we put our business at risk by doing that. I mean, we have investors. And so, you know, you've, you've, you've always got to make sure that you're confident in the sense that you've, you're doing the right thing, but it's still, you know, it's still uncomfortable and, and, you know, you got to be brave and, and that self-confident and understand that, you know, you're doing the right thing and you got to move forward. Well, you're touching on a scenario that I think applies to most of our listeners. You know, recruitment is not a science. Not everyone who's ever been hired are going to be perfect for the job. But what's harder to do for a lot of people is to exit them. And they either avoid it and put it off until it becomes so intolerable that it becomes the only choice. Or some of my client companies, they move them around. right? They put them in a different place. But, you know, they... They just can't say you may be an industry leader, but whatever you do and how you do it doesn't work here for us and it doesn't make sense to continue it. And it sounds like your advice to our listeners when you find that you have a employment experience where the fit is not good, you know, certainly give them a chance. Right. You don't have one mistake and come in and say you're gone. But, you know, after providing them clarity on what the issue is and time to repair it, if they can't repair it. To your point, you have to move forward and let them go. Yeah. Jack Welsh said, I never looked back after letting somebody go and said, man, I should have kept them an extra month. It's always, I should have let them go sooner. Right. And so, right. you know, you try to live by that and, but you know, it, it's a balance, right? It's a balance with, between giving them the opportunities to succeed and then really determining that they cannot succeed in this environment and you need to make the change. Well, it's, I think, a balance between bravery and avoidance, right? Sometimes avoidance feels easier. And so, you know, I don't think Ed's doing a great job, but, I, you know, I don't have time to worry about it or I can't do something. I'm going to just not talk to him or just, you know, let him do his thing, et cetera, instead of facing into and going through the hard decision, which is, you know, Ed is problematic for us at this organization and we need to do something about it. And I think you would agree that another issue comes from it, that if you keep a poor employee employed, you also start becoming part of the problem because other people are going to start saying, why is Ed here? Why aren't they letting him go? What's wrong with Shane? How come he's not doing something about this? Right. So you get pulled into the problem rather than being seen as the person who could look at it objectively and say, you know, this is something that we need to handle. Yep, absolutely. And I remember letting a, a gentleman go back when I was uh, with Striker in Kentucky. And, and I'll never forget 
it was very difficult. You know, anytime you let anybody go, it's difficult and you got to be, you know, sympathetic and, and empathetic, I should say. And I saw that person a year later and they came up and they had a great job. They were in a much better position. And, you know, and that's part of the maturity of just identifying it. Like, look, I know they think it's going to be the end of the world today, but they're going to come out of this, hopefully stronger, find a position that they're going to be able to succeed in. And that's what you want for them. Right. I mean, I think that I just saw, I just saw a, a book, a new one, how not to take things personally. <laughs> and I think it's, you know, it, Oh my God, we, we all have to buy that. Exactly. And I was like, that's, that's actually a great title because you know, how do you not take it personal? Right. Cause everything's personal. Yeah. I don't think it's possible to not take it personally. I think it is possible to manage what you're feeling, but I, I don't know the human body cannot feel, you know, if someone says, I want to terminate you because I don't like you right. to not take that personally. Right. But you know, and you're touching on something, Shane, that I can reflect on personally, which was 14 years ago, I was let go from Iron Mountain. My position was eliminated and I was let go from a company I loved and I thought loved me. And I can still remember driving home and telling my wife that my position had been eliminated. And that day, I thought it was the worst day of my professional career, that this is now the low point of my professional career. And 14 years later, I now have a productive relationship with my former boss who let me go. And I tell her, thank you, that that day 14 years ago is the best day of my professional career because she kicked me out. And I needed to get kicked out. I'd still be there today, if, probably, if that had not happened. And it's really interesting that while at the moment it feels painful or the end of the world, that in hindsight, if in fact it retracts you to get into something that's more productive or a company that's more receptive to your style, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're, you're bad at what you're doing. It just may not be a good fit. And there are other places where you can be a better fit. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I can, I can tell you the, you know, the, uh, the exact time I was, I, I was getting recruited by Stryker, a very close friend of mine. And now it wasn't then. And I was leaving a very, very good job with Johnson and Johnson, but I just knew in my heart that they weren't, they just weren't a sales organization. They just weren't, you know, and I was going to continue to butt up against these growth issues. And so I took the chance and I went to Stryker and, and, and I just fell in love with, and I was so thankful that I took, you know, I was brave enough to take the opportunity because, you know, there I flourished and, you know, then went to Rice and, and had a great opportunity because sometimes you get comfortable and you just kind of put up with the BS, right? And you, you're, you're sitting there, well, yeah, I'm just going to complain about it as opposed to do something. And, and sometimes, you, you know, those other employers are out there, opportunities to maybe go out on your own are there. and you know, you just need that push to get going. Well, I think the last lesson for our listeners in respect to performance management and bravery at work, so I really appreciate you allowing me to delve into that topic with you, Shane, is that most people who are under employee, uh, underperforming, not everyone, but most people who are underperforming also know it, right? You're not walking in and shocking them with something that they had no idea of right? They know things aren't right. They know that people aren't happy. They know that something's going on. And that's important to know when you're brave at work, because I think a lot of people think I'm about to tell them something that's going to be completely a shock to them. And my experience in human resources is that 
that is not the case. So Shane, I have really enjoyed speaking with you today. Thank you so much for your time and perspectives based on your experiences in the past. If someone wants to find out more about what you're doing or even find out more about Hooray Health, which sounds like a fantastic business model, how can they get in touch with you? Right. They can always uh, find me on LinkedIn or go to hoorayhealth.com, H-O-O-R-A-Y health.com. Great. Well, thank you. And we really appreciate you being a guest on Be Brave at Work. Well, thank you for having me, Ed. I really appreciate it. And I think you've got a, uh, you've got a great podcast and keep it going. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us today. And we hope you join us on our next podcast conversation as we further explore being brave at work. We also remind you to subscribe to our podcast at BeBraveAtWork.com and or download and listen to our podcast on multiple online platforms. We are everywhere. Our podcast today was sponsored by Cabot Risk Strategies, whom you can reach at 800-222-5963 or visit them for more information at CabotRisk.com. And a reminder to check out my new book, Drive Your Career, Nine High-Impact Ways to Take Responsibility for Your Own Success, which is available in paperback, on Kindle, and in audio everywhere online. Do you have something to say, yet are not saying it? Do you have something to do, yet are not doing it? Now is the time to be brave at work. Have a great week.